Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be talking with Rich Doobie's 20-year MLB pitching coach. He's with the Marlins, the Phillies, and the Tigers. He won a World Series back in 2008 with the Philadelphia Phillies. Rich, we sincerely appreciate the time today. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing just fine. Well, we appreciate you hopping on. Rich, I'm I'm always curious talking with former pitching coaches like yourself who have been around the game for such a long time. What's the biggest difference in what we're watching today from pitchers compared to what you saw whenever you first got into coaching with the Marlins back in 1998? Um, I don't I <laughs> I don't mean to be mean, but I wouldn't call a lot of them pitchers in today's game. I call them I call them throwers. Um, I think we probably taught the art of pitching more because one, when we when I got into this game, when I heck when I was a minor league player, we only had nine pitches on our staff, and then it became eleven pitches, and now it goes to thirteen, and people need fourteen to to get to a seat, uh, a particular day, and they're going. Most most organizations are using probably thirty plus now at the major league level, where that was uh, really unheard of back in the days, but. I think the art of pitching is probably what's been lost the most. How have you seen that transition, Rich, over over the years? Because, I mean, you were with the the Marlins as a pitching coach in 98, and then, of course, with the Phillies throughout the early 2000s, and then you wrapped up in in 16-17 with Detroit. So you kind of saw a lot of different transitions throughout the game of pitching. Well, I think back in the day, people were more patient with their players in the minor league systems. Um, you took the best arms that you had, and those guys were generally going to be in your starting rotations at every minor league level. And those guys pitched. Um, you know, and they went out there, and, and the pitch count wasn't a thing of, you know, great concern. Not that we let guys throw 140 and 50 pitches. You know, guys were held to 110, 120 pitches for a start. But they had to pitch through some jams. They had to pitch when they were a little tired on the mound. Um, they had to be aware of their recovery in between starts and how to throw bullpens without throwing at 100%, uh, but acquiring feel for their delivery, their tempo in their delivery, and acquiring feel of, of their pitches and being able to get to certain parts of the plate. Um, you know, and basically back then you, you, you played catch and you ran, and that's, uh, that's kind of a lost art today. We, we, we uh, require, I think, more time in a gym and, uh, in a strength and conditioning environment where I don't know that I don't know that people are having enough time to recover. Rich, do you think we can get back to that? 
it's going to take a bold person. Um, you know, I think if they look at the rash of injuries, um, if they look at the baseball, I think lowering the seams on the baseball, which has happened with this uh, current commissioner, um, you first had a blister problem with a lot of pitchers that acquired uh, were getting blisters, and now you're having to take well substance, I guess, out of the game, which um, I think a lot of pitchers ran to adding some substance to their fingers because the seams are not raised on a baseball the way they used to. And it's it's hard to be able to you, – you want something to grab when you're trying to throw a curveball or a slider or even the fastball coming off your fingertips. You like you like some seam to be there, and, and today's baseball at the major league level doesn't have a whole lot of that. Rich, I'm curious because you mentioned some teams don't have patience with pitchers as much anymore. From from a, a growth standpoint, when a pitcher's going through a system, about how long do you think it takes before a pitcher growing in a system is ready for the majors? Well, I think they got to consistently probably probably start at every level, or they might uh, go to two two seasons, uh, two teams in one season. So you're looking at, I would say, a minimum of uh, 300 innings in the minor leagues. Um, minimum, and some guys take longer. Again, it depends on uh, how quick they develop, whether they're a college guy, high school guy. Um, again, how, how how fast they can put everything together. But I think most players need, you know, I would think 300 innings before they've acquired uh, the real necessities to pitch at the major league level. Rich Doobie is our guest. He was a 20-year major league pitching coach with the Marlins, the Phillies, and the Tigers. He won the 2008 World Series with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Rich, I did want to ask you, one of the issues that the Cardinals have run into with their pitching staff this year is just way too many walks. And this is a theme around baseball for sure, but for the Cardinals' bullpen in particular, their walk rate right now would be one of the highest in the history of baseball I don't know if you've had a bullpen or rotation in the past where you had an issue with the walks, but as a pitching coach, what can you do to get that under control? Is there, is there anything in particular that you'd go to? I, I think that's an individual thing. Some guys, uh, you know, again, it could be a flaw in a delivery. It could be trying to overthrow. It could be coming passive and trying to aim pitches, but I don't think many guys are, are trying to aim pitches nowadays. I think generally the, the walks are, are a product of, um, the mentality of just going out there and letting it fly with spin rate and velocity as much as they can. You don't see, you know, if you had the great pitches as far as command in today's game, I think it would be a lot, um, probably a lot easier to get average command in today's game um, than it was years ago. Years ago, you had to you had to command the fastball, and when I talk about commanding the fastball, if it, if a catcher's setting up to a certain area, generally that ball's around his catcher's mitt. Uh, in today's game, I think when they're evaluating players' command, it's hopefully somewhere over 17 inches, uh, somewhere over the plate. So um, it, it, it varies for a pitcher. Some guys have been getting maybe getting knocked around a little bit and they've become gun-shy, and they're, they're trying to be too perfect. And generally what happens is that they get too perfect, they get behind in counts, and, of course, they get into – Good hitters counts, and hitters are going to do damage in those counts. So it's a it's a product of uh, whoever's on that mound, whatever his approach is, whether, whether again, he might have delivery flaws or just uh, trust factors. 
Rich, I'm not sure how much you're, you're keeping tabs on what's going on with the game right now in terms of the substance and the protocols that have been put in place. But for what you know, I'm curious, just your thoughts. Do you think the, the ban on the rosin and sunscreen and the spider tack is going to benefit this game or hurt this game? Well, I think rosin's still going to be allowed. It'll be the other stuff that's going to be taken out. Um, you know, the other stuff has been in this game for a long time, whether it's being used more by guys uh, in today's game. Um, I don't know. But um, whether it's going to benefit the game, I think it might benefit a little bit because it might slow the, slow the fastball and the, the breaking balls down a little bit. The spin rates on the balls might give hitters a little better chance. Um, but, again, I think if they – they really wanted to change the game that that raised the seams back up in the baseball. And um, again, that would, that would take some of the launch out of the ball. It wouldn't go as far. And of course it wouldn't travel as fast and wouldn't spin as fast. We're talking to Rich Doobie here on 101 ESPN for another couple of minutes. Rich, I want to take you back to 2011 for a moment, if you don't mind, because here in St. Louis, no, you, you can you can you can skip 2011. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can talk about 08 as well. I mean, you had some unbelievable seasons in Philly, but I, I'm guessing you know where I'm going to go. Game five, Cardinals, I Phillies, <laughs> I, the NLDS, Holiday versus Carpenter. I mean it. In St. Louis, it's remembered as one of the great games that we've seen pitched in the postseason. What was it like to watch that from your guys' side, your point of view? What was that game like, especially as a pitching coach? It had to be a joy up until, obviously, the very end. Yeah, you know, yeah, you probably had you had a good idea it was going to be a, it was going to be a treat because you had two extremely close friends uh, coming up to the Toronto Blue Jay organization with Carpenter and Halliday. Uh, best of buddies. Now they're they're locked up in a game five. You know, winner moves on, loser goes home. Uh, and both of them are, are were extremely tough warriors on the mound. So you know it was going to be a a, a a great battle, and it turned out to be a phenomenal game. Of course, St. Louis scored one in the first, and we weren't able to get to Carpenter, and um, that sent us home, and it sent the Cardinals eventually on to win in the World Series, but. It uh, should have been something that they made into a movie. And this is some of the things that you're missing in today's games is uh, the classic pitching matchups. As a kid, when I was growing up, you always checked the, you always checked the paper to see what the pitching matches, matchups were. You wanted to see those, you know, those, those great starters going against each other. And uh, with today's openers and some starters going three innings and some going four, you, don't, you just don't have as many of those uh, great matchups. Rich, I'm curious. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a better rotation than what you had in 2011 when it comes to Halliday, Lee, Hamels, and Oswald. I mean, what is it like just being a pitching coach for, I mean, multiple Hall of Famers? Oh, it was a great seat. I had a great seat every night. <laughs> um, but they, they were they were all special guys, classy guys, um, really good, good baseball people that – prepared very well they did not want to be embarrassed they did not want to pitch poorly they they worked to uh protect uh perfect their craft and it was just a it was a treat for me to to be around those guys and and watch what they were capable of doing Rich, I don't know how much, if any, you've been able to keep in touch with Cole Hamels at this point, but he, he's a free agent right now. It sounds like he's working his way back into the game. Do you, do you think he's still got a little bit left in him? 
depending on how bad the injury was last year, I, I, I would not know. But um, if he's throwing, he must feel like he's um, capable of pitching again. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't doubt the opportunity that um, uh, the doubt, doubt the possibility that he comes back and pitches and pitches fairly well. Final question that I've got for Rich Doobie joining us here on 101 ESPN. Rich, who over the years, and you've, you've been around this game a long time, you've watched a lot of Cardinals baseball, I would imagine, from the other side of things. Who's the Cardinals pitcher that you've enjoyed watching the most over the years? I would probably see say Adam Wainwright. Um, I just I think it's phenomenal the way, you know, Almost like John Smoltz uh, can, could close and could be a, a dominant starter to pitch now after some injuries and be able to be able to again relearn maybe how to pitch a little differently after arm injuries and not have as much velocity and still being able to get it done as he gets older um, and longer in his career. So that's uh, that's something I admire quite a bit about him. He's been unbelievable to watch this year, last year as well, with the couple of complete games that he was able to throw. I mean, that to your point of what you were saying earlier, it's it's a little bit of a lost start, and he's out there pitching while a lot of a lot of other guys are out there throwing. So it's it's certainly been a joy to watch that here in St. Louis. Rich, we always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We wish you all the best, and we'll talk with you again soon, my friend. All right, thank you guys.